I grew up in a house surrounded by a forest. Our house was built with wood from some of these trees. And in the winter, the wood-burning fireplace would heat up our home. But not everyone has the same nostalgic memories of wood. In fact, many of us associate timber with the decimation of invaluable forest ecosystems like rainforests. But there's also a positive side to wood, especially when trees are replanted after being cut down. And when comparing greenhouse emissions associated with other construction materials like concrete, wood is a clear winner. This is really significant because the construction industry is responsible for producing one-third of global CO2 emissions. But if we construct houses out of wood instead of concrete, for example, we can reduce the environmental footprint of this industry. This is increasingly happening in the Nordic countries, where there are, you guessed it, many forests. There's a number of things driving the wooden building trend, like a growing concern for the environment. There's also a long Nordic tradition of building with wood, and the notion that wooden materials can make us happier and bring us closer to nature. In this episode, we'll talk about the benefits and challenges of building with wood in Europe and in the rest of the world. I'm Afton Halloran, and you're listening to the Nordic Talks podcast. The Nordics are very often uh, told, and in, in statistics, uh, the, the most happiest people in the world. And uh, of course, uh, we think that one of the reasons is that uh, this livable, high-quality surroundings is uh, a birthright for the people. And, and that's why architecture and the way we use architecture and the materials, the way we live, is so important for us. This is Nikolai Sveistrup, CEO and founder of Urban Agenda, a Danish company that provides new solutions to urban development challenges. Nikolai is participating in this online Nordic Talks event arranged by the Nordic Council of Ministers and hosted by the French newspaper Les Echos. The event was live-streamed from Paris. We'll also hear from a British-French architect who is passionate about the reintroduction of wood in the construction sector. But first, let's hear more from Nikolai about wood in the Nordics. Wood is very, very good material and is very close to nature. It's directly from nature into our buildings, into our houses. You can see it, you can smell it, you can touch it, you can feel it. And uh, that's, that's what we call here in, in, in the Nordics, a human scale for, for the way we live. It's in our houses and in our cities. Because, you know, we have a very long tradition in the Nordics for building wooden houses uh, it's also, uh, of course, depending of, of the materials we have. Uh, so when you go to Sweden or Norway, they have a lot of, I think, 80% of something like that is, is wooden houses. The way we build today is more concrete, is more steel, is more glass. And that's where we have the, the change right now because we are going back to build more wooden houses. And we are also exploring how to build uh, in the high and uh, and in a better quality and more healthy ways. We we really have a lot of, of housing, but you know, and we also live in the Nordics, it's it's very cold. So that's why we also uh, develop the uh, the bricks and the and the concrete and so on to 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 keep the warm. But still, the the wood is the material when you can use that 
if you go into a, a hut in a, a, a 200 old hut in in the Nordics, uh, you can have these uh, these big uh, wooden sticks and uh, still have the warm inside. Recently, the Nordic Council of Ministers published the report Wood in Construction, 25 Cases of Nordic Good Practice. And according to Nikolai, excitement about wood as a building material is spreading around the world, especially in cities. The new thing is to use wood and to make the skyscrapers. And, and, and Nordic uh, architects actually do uh, go all over the world and make uh, new nice buildings in wood. And the idea for that is that we... Um, build this thing so we get closer to, to uh, in a human scale. The major reason for reintroducing wood as a construction material is because of its importance in the battle against climate change. Andrew Todd is one of few architects in France specialized in building with wood. We're talking about a kind of revolution, um, and we're, 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 you know, we're taking the pieces of the past and seeing how we can actually you know, move extremely fast towards meeting these, uh, these, these new objectives. Now, just in sort of statistical terms, the construction industry, the built world, uh, generates roughly a third of uh, CO2 emissions. Um, we are now building energy-efficient buildings. We're also renovating old buildings, which, uh, you know, which are uh, not so efficient from an energy standpoint. And the way the buildings are made is becoming more and more the strongest lever for getting that carbon total down. And just to sort of explain this in a, you know, in a slightly gross way, um, if you make a building out of concrete, for every ton of concrete, you're emitting a ton of CO2. You're doing a lot of other things as well. You're, you know, you're digging up beaches. You're, you're, you're burning a lot of fossil fuels. Uh, you're, you're transporting sludge. <clears throat> you're creating very, you know, kind of a noisy and dirty and dusty construction sites. Wood um, actually consumes and stores its own weight in CO2 when when you use it as a construction material. Obviously, if you burn it, most wood is used for fuel. Uh, the CO2 goes back into the air. So, so the fact of actually capturing it. And putting it into a building is is a net benefit for the environment. So, you know, this is this is obviously everyone's aware of the of uh, you know the value of this. Um, the question is, how do we you know how do we get there? How do we actually produce enough? How do we extract it in a way which is not going to you know despoil this very nice nature that uh, that Nikolai was talking about? That's going to maintain biodiversity uh, and how are we going to also work you know internationally this is a this is a global question between industrial bodies at different scales given that you know we do have these very different cultural starting points as far as wood's concerned take a walk around most large european cities and you don't really see that many wooden houses or apartment buildings why is that so in France, um, we have a, a multiple set of challenges. Um, if you look at, we compare ourselves to other sort of European classmates like Germany and Austria and also the Nordic countries, um, there's not much of a forest in France. It's 30% of the land covering. It's uh, very often, you know, broadleaf trees, which uh, are not as easy to use for structural timber. So countries like Germany, which has you know a huge stock of coniferous trees, they, they've already got a kind of industrial head start on that. It also comes down to building regulations. There are more rules for building in wood than in concrete. And there's also the cost. Building a house out of wood is often more expensive than a concrete one. 
But according to Andrew, that's only if you don't account for the external cost to the environment. It's not a, a level playing field. Uh, because a, a concrete building, from a technical standpoint, for someone like me, is relatively simple to, to make. Uh, if you start making things in wood, you have to ask a huge number of questions about uh, uh, you know, condensation, about acoustics, about uh, fire resistance. Um, because industrial wood, and I want to show you some examples of you know, how this works structurally, is developing so fast at the moment, we're kind of making up the rules as we go along. There's another big issue in France, I think, which, uh, which has to be said, which is that education, both of architects and engineers, is lagging very, very far behind. Um, there's one school in Nancy where wood is a bit of a topic, but I don't think you shouldn't really treat it as a specialized discipline. It's really, you know, it's like the kind of the vaccine for the climate crisis. Everybody should be working on it instead of having it, uh, having it pushed into a corner. So it's, it's a problem for me. I can't find qualified architects coming out of school. I have to take on training people. I also have to, you know, do kind of R&D, making up, these, uh, making up the, the regulatory decisions and innovating as we go along. So everybody should be working on this at the same time, says Andrew. And it makes me wonder if wood can be used for developing entire neighborhoods. Can building in wood be integrated into urban development plans? And can it be used for tall buildings? So far, it sounds like wood is the superhero of building materials. But there must be limitations, right? There are no limits. I mean, there are crazy things going on in Tokyo they're planning to build a 350-meter-tall skyscraper all out of wooden structure. It will cost a great deal more than a conventional building, but you know that's a, a pilot scheme where the government has just decided to, you know, to, to make a demonstration of Japanese prowess. The, the Japanese are also quite far behind in terms of engineered timber, so you know it's a it's sort of question of national pride to catch up in that way. I think one of the, you know, one of the obstacles to its uptake uh, in France is, is the cost. Uh, once you get above, say, two or three floors, uh, it starts to be a little bit more expensive than a traditional building. Now, these are false costs as well, because, you know, the, I don't hate to keep attacking the concrete industry, but they do have a lot of externalized costs, which society pays for in the long run, uh, which are, you know, with uh, degradation of ecosystems, uh, dealing with pollution and things like this. So I think if the government were to actually really level the playing field in terms of the global cost and the new environmental regulations which are being debated right now in France may serve to do this a little bit, um, then there's a chance that we can do that. But, you know, this is all, it's small potatoes, really. I think we actually need, we need to do a kind of handbrake turn in the middle of the highway. And we need, as a societal effort and, you know, as a government effort, we need everybody saying like, you know, this is an emergency, as Greta Thunberg says we have to take the appropriate measures. It's not just, you know, putting your foot on the brake. And I wanted to also make the point that I think um, we do have to admit that, you know, we're, we're in an international conversation and that we are all helping each other. You know, countries are at very different stages of the game as this is going on. You know, I learn a great deal. I know a lot of the leaders in the sector, in, in the German-speaking countries, in Austria in particular. Um, and, you know, that, that sort of team spirit, the idea that we're actually helping each other, the fact that private companies, and it's the same in France, you think of developers like ICAD, who are putting the bar very, very high, I mean, above regulations for their own standards. People are taking this seriously. I think we have to, you know, develop the, the networks and the forms of exchange and maybe, you know, lose some of the regulatory barriers between countries because you're having to certify engineered products uh, between one country and another, which provides quite a lot of friction. And then, you know, this will be a very, very beautiful story, I think. 
According to Andrew, there are a few things that can be learned from the Nordic countries. I think it's very important that uh, there is this question, you know, Nicolai used the word uh, birthright, that there's an expectation that the world will be good. And then when you realize that actually we're destroying it, you know, you have to take a very strong moral position in order to do something about that. And it's very nice that, you know, that sort of alarm and the the desire to get these things right is actually coming from a position of love, if you like, love for the world. That's something, you know, it's harder to develop. We have three three times more people in France and a very, very different uh, cultural structure. But there are many, and I think, you know, we're starting to see this particularly with younger generations, uh, Uh, people don't just want to live uh, harmlessly, they want to live well. And I think people realize that there's a very strong link between the two, that uh, you know, doing good and feeling good uh, are, are mutually reinforcing things. I can't say it more beautiful than uh, Andrew just did. So, so, uh, uh, But we are more happy in, 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 uh, in all the Nordic countries. And of course, this is one of the issues. Uh, one of the other issues is that we have this uh, welfare system Uh, and have built up a very big, uh, trustable, secure system, and that system is also taking action in this uh, in this uh, case. Uh, just uh, before Christmas, uh, the municipality of Aarhus, uh, the second largest city in, in Denmark, just put a big amount uh, uh, to when they want to build new houses, they all gonna be more sustainable. And it's gonna be a principle. So, so they already now know it's more expensive. So they already now. Uh, took the money aside. That's of course the, the they know that the buildings will be more expensive uh, or, or cost something, but then then they they know it will be more expensive, and then they they uh, put the money there. Okay, so our cities won't be turning into wood tomorrow, but according to what I've heard from Nikolai and Andrew, timber will become an increasingly popular building material in the future. And in the meantime, if I want to spend some time in a wooden building, I can rent a wooden summer house in Sweden or a winter cabin in the Norwegian mountains. And if I ever get the chance to build my own house, I should build it out of wood. Like Andrew says, I might just be happier for it. Check out our website, nordictalks.com, where you can read more about all the people that you meet in this podcast. I'm Afton Halloran. Thanks for listening.